Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Nine Yards podcast. My name is Luke Lenler. I'm, of course, joined by Caleb Arthur, and we're here to talk about the Super Bowl. Man, it's Saturday, February 12th. Uh, it feels like the season just started. It feels like week one I mean, just ended. I mean, where, where has all the time gone? But we're here. It's the day before the biggest uh, sporting event in kind of the U.S. every year. Um, and the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams are playing in the Super Bowl. If you told me this preseason, I would have thought I would have thought you were a, a little more biased than I would have been because I thought you know nine and eight in a playoff win for the Bengals was was a little biased for me. But we're here. It's two teams that are hard to root against. Um, but we're here to break down uh, position group matchups, see who has the advantage. So Caleb, we'll uh, we'll start we'll start in the trenches. We'll get these ones out of the way because uh, I think people kind of know who has the advantage disadvantage here, but um, the, the Rams offensive line is, is a pretty good unit. Uh, top 15 ish in the NFL. Uh, Andrew Whitworth, a 40 year old former Bengal actually is holding it down um, on the left side is the anchor tackle. Um, but this Bengals defensive line, it's young. It's uh, it's upstart. It's fueled by some free agent signings and some local guys. Uh, so Caleb, I, I think, do you think in the battle of the trenches with LA having the ball, who do you think has the advantage? Yeah, I think this is actually going to be key because I'm sure we'll talk about this, but, you know, the Rams defensive line, Bengals offensive line is really what everybody's kind of fixating on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the other side is going to be interesting because we know the Rams are going to get pressure. Um, if the Bengals, so the Bengals are going to have to match that at least to some extent. I think the Bengals defense really has come alive the past, especially against the Titans and the Chiefs. It's really gotten hot, and I think that's really helped they become what, you know, end of the season, Joe Burrow putting up 500 yards. They were looking great offensively, but then their defense stepped up as well to make them a more well-rounded team to help them, you know, get to the Super Bowl. So I think that this is actually going to be a really underrated key of the matchup. I actually think that the Bengals, like I said, their defense has been really hot lately. I think, you know, with Trey Hendrickson up front, I think he's been, he's going to be very important. He's one of the most unsung players in this game. So, I think the Ram, uh, I think the Bengals can actually get a lot of pressure. I really do. I think the Rams' offensive line, like you said, Andrew, what was it? He's still good, but it's getting a, it's getting a little up there, getting a little old. And I think that the Bengals' defense is just, quite frankly, caught fire. So the Rams, I think they'll do a better job on the offensive line than the Bengals will. But I do think the Bengals are going to get a lot of pressure, and I think that's going to be a key in this game. Yeah, um, I, I think I would agree with you that the Bengals have a slight advantage when these teams are in the trenches. And I think, um, like you said, this matchup is going to be huge, not um, just because, you know, the Bengals, like, you know, want to stop the run, which that is important. But it's been illustrated, uh, I think, time and time again in this season that the way you beat Matthew Stafford is kind of the way you beat any quarterback in the NFL now, but it's get pressure with a four-man front. Um, yeah, can't blitz him. He's the best against the blitz in the league. The whole Rams offense is the best against blitz in the league. And I mean, coincidence, the Bengals are the second best against the blitz in the league. So we're see that, that teams are punished when they try to bring, bring extra defenders. So for the Bengals, I think this is going to be a huge um, matchup and they need to win because if they want to slow down the Rams offense at all, it's going to be by getting this uh, presser in the pass rush with their front. But I like where they're at. Um, I, I really, really like Andrew Whitworth and Rob Havenstein. They're both playing really well. Um, considering their age and, and Brian Allen is a strong center too, but David Edwards and Austin Corbett really are not having great years at both guard positions. So I think uh, some names to watch will be uh, BJ Hill and DJ reader, the two D tackles who start in that Bengals four. 
uh, D lineman front um, because they're going to get matchups a lot. I mean, readers probably going to get double teamed, but Hill's going to be one-on-one uh, with Edwards or Corbett based in, based on the side. And I think he's going to have a pretty good chance at winning that matchup. He's had a really strong year, five and a half sacks uh, in the regular season. So uh, I, I think the edge rushers are kind of who's going to be getting all the attention, but if the Bengals are going to win um, off the pass rush, it's going to be coming from their inside guys because that's where the Rams line tends to struggle, but advantage Bengals, um, in terms of their D-line versus the Rams O-line. But I think, I've, I mean, we all know the answer to this one. This is a formality we're going to get here eventually. But Bengals O-line versus Rams D-line, I think there's uh, there was both a lot and a little to talk about here. So, Caleb, I mean, we both know who has the advantage. But what do you think about the Rams D-line is going to be so important for this game? Yeah, this is, I mean, understandably, this is what, like I said, everybody, and I mean everybody has just been fixating on. It's the reason, like, but just about nobody's picking the Bengals in this game. Mm-hmm. So I think the key here is just we know they're going to get pressure, but I think I really do believe that if they can just avoid, you know, another Titans-like game, because, you know, maybe Matthew Stafford will throw three picks, mm-hmm. but I think um, the chances are pretty low. I think, you know, we'll probably see him throw one pick. So I think that overall, if they can just avoid another Titans-like game where he gets sacked nine times, if they can hold it, you know, to three or four, I think then that would be a win. And I think that's going to give the Bengals a real chance to win this game. So mm-hmm. Joe Burr obviously is just going to have to get the ball out quick. And like you said, there's not a ton to say here. We know Aaron Donald, Von Miller, that's just going to be so hard. I'm, I'm going to interested. I'm sure they're going to double Aaron Donald. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go about that because you do that then a lot of times Von Miller's got it pretty pretty easy. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see kind of how they game plan that and how they set up and form at their offensive line because that's going to be the thing. We know they're going to get pressure, but if they can just hold just long enough that extra second, if they can just find that, find it in their heart to just give the give it that all, give it just that extra second just for Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. I think that that could be just the difference in this game. Yeah. Um, I agree. This is going to be, this is going to be what decides the game. Um, I think is just, can the Bengals O line just hold up? Uh, and like you said, they just, they just need to give them that extra second. That's really all, um, that matters for the Bengals because they, they run a fairly West coast offense, fairly like, you know, quick fire strike offense. I mean, bro doesn't have the cannon that Josh Allen does. So that's what you're kind of, kind of going to have to do. So he doesn't need to have four seconds in the pocket. He doesn't even need to have three. If you can just get him two and you can keep him out and uh, like not around his knees, but around his knees all the time. I think that could be bad. He could get a little skittish, but yeah, this is going to be huge. I mean, I'm really interested to see what the Bengals do in terms of their blocking keys. I think uh Bengals line coach, Frank Pollock knows that they can't just go one-on-one and win because Von Miller is going to wreck Isaiah Prince. Aaron Donald's going to wreck whoever tries to block him. I mean, I think the Bengals best offensive lineman is Jonah Williams, but even he would just get destroyed by Aaron Donald. and won't be close. Um, and, and like I mentioned earlier, the Rams aren't going to blitz because they know the Bengals just dissect the blitz. So it's going to be Leonard Floyd, uh, uh, Aaron Donald, and um, Von Miller are just attacking anybody and everybody they can. Uh, they're going to try to get into one-on-one matchups. They might even use stunts because the Bengals O-line communication has been one of their biggest weaknesses all year. Um, but yeah, I, I do think obviously the Rams have the advantage, but this is going to be so crucial for the Bengals to stay in this game. 
Um, it's performing. It's performing. Just, just, just playing average. You don't even need to play great. Just playing average and just, just, just giving Burrow an average amount of time in the pocket. You don't even need to give him a lot. Just make sure he isn't just getting crushed every play. Um, I think the Bengals are going to use a lot of crack blocks from you know receivers and uh, tight ends, just kind of like uh, cracking into the side of you know uh, Donald or or Floyd or or even Von Miller. Um, they did that against Max Crosby in the first round. Uh, the Max Crosby, the, the Raiders D end. Um, and I think they're probably going to, we're probably going to see that against the the Rams edges too. It's hard to do that against Donald because he plays D tackle, but um, CJ Uzama being back for this game is pretty huge for the Bengals. Cause he's good at that. I mean, Drew sample, the reason they drafted in the second round, well above DK Metcalf, but that was, you know, of course, before everybody knew DK Metcalf was going to be so great is because he's a blocking tight end. That's what he does really well. He blocks. Um, so he's going to be uh, probably called, called on a couple times to make some key blocks just to give Burrow time. So I think we're going to see a lot of slants and a lot of checkdowns from Joey B. But um, as long as he has two plus seconds in the pocket, he should be in good shape. So, uh, so yeah, we'll go to the outside. Now we'll go Bengals receivers versus Rams uh, corners and DBs. I mean, this one, this should be a great matchup again, all week, just like the Aaron Donald on the Bengals offensive line. It's been Ramsey and chase every single time. Jalen Ramsey plays a good wide receiver. You know, they're always going to talk about it. Um, so, so Caleb Ramsey on chase is obviously one thing, but the overall picture, I think leans more towards the Bengals. What about this matchup do you think is important? Yeah, I think this is another one that is kind of, I mean, everybody's talking about it, but they only talk about it because of Jalen Ramsey versus Jamal Chase. And I think as we've seen over the past few years, we go more offensive, go more passing. I think a big reason for that is we're seeing there's just more good receivers in the league than there is good corners. So it's Mm -hmm. like there's always, every team has a number one corner that can, you know, play good against, you know, the number one receiver on the opposing end. But we're seeing the teams just don't have a second and third corner as good as the opposing team's second, third wide receiver. So I think T Higgins is actually going to be like the key of this game Yep. because he should be better than the Rams second corner. I don't know. I know. They play a lot of zone, the Rams do. So maybe it won't be strictly Jalen Ramsey on Jamar Chase all game long. Could switch up a little bit, but I'm assuming it will be mostly that. So I just I feel like he we've seen that he can have a big game. T. Higgins is a very good receiver. He's one of the better number twos in the league. So mm-hmm. I think if he can just have that great game, Joe Burrow can find him, feel safe throwing it to him because they're going to try to take Jamar Chase out of the game. So I just think that's what they're going to do, and they're going to feel confident that they can because of Jalen Ramsey. So I think and, – and then Tyler Boyd, too. I think if you look at that, they're going to go to T. Higgins a lot, and then Tyler Boyd. I mean, he's wide receiver three, so they're not going to have a great corner to be able to uh, go on to him. So I think that is going to be the key of the Spingles offense is can T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd have good games? Yeah, um, I, I do want to – I want to, you know, second what you say about T. Higgins because – um, he's gonna, he's a, he's already a pretty tough guy to guard, but the, the Rams secondary, especially on the cornerback positions really falls off, um, after yeah. Ramsey. Um, and, and I think Boyd is another name, like you mentioned to watch, because I think he, he hasn't had a big game in a while. And I, I, I really, I think he's due, man. I really do. I think he's due to have a really strong showing. Um, when we look at the Rams uh, depth chart on, on ESPN, Darius Williams, is their second cornerback. Uh, he's 5'9", 187. T. Higgins is 6'4", uh, and he's 220. That's 
a mismatch, especially physically. And I think if if the Rams the Rams are kind of in a pick your poison situation. I think this is why their D line is just going to be so important to this matchup. Cause if, if they can't get immediate pressure on Burrow and they let him cook, I mean, he's going to pick the mismatch. There's going to be a mismatch somewhere on this field. I don't think the Rams linebackers can keep up with Boyd. Obviously Darius Williams can't keep up with T Higgins. I mean, Higgins is a, is a physical specimen. He's really big. He's really tall. He's got soft hands and he can go over a guy like Darius Williams. He's incredible at high pointing balls. He, they call him baby AJ for a reason. He's literally like a baby AJ green. Um, and I think the Rams safeties are going to have their hands full trying to help over with Ramsey, because I don't think it's a Ramsey Island kind of situation. They're going to have to give him a little bit of safety help just because Jamar Chase is so fast. And Ramsey honestly had a little bit of trouble with Mike Evans um, in the Bucks game. So I think this is going to be a huge matchup. The advantage is squarely in the Bengals corner. Um, and this just makes that uh, that offensive line battle so much more important. Um, I, I will talk now uh, run games, RBs versus linebackers. So uh, we'll we'll guess we'll guess uh, I guess we'll go Rams to start. Actually, no, let's let's hit the Rams receivers first. So Rams receivers, Bengals secondary um, Rams and the Bengals, two of the best receiving groups in the league. I think the Bengals have a little bit of the edge there. But in terms of Rams receivers on Bengals corners, they have the offensive player of the year, Caleb. Outside of that, they have Van Jefferson, OBJ. Do you like the Rams matchup or do you think they're in for a tough night? I do like the Rams matchup. We're not, you know, we're going to save all the draft stuff for later for the offseason. So, so long and coming soon. But I think after you've said it, after the offensive line, corner is the Bengals' biggest need. Mm-hmm. And I just think that the Rams offensive player of the year, of course, Cooper Cup, but I've talked about it. It's that second and third receiver that is always so underrated and just not talked about to the level that they need to be. So I think if OBJ is going to be a key here, similar to the way T Higgins is a key, I think if you can just, if he can have a game against like, kind of like he did versus the Cardinals, just was catching touchdowns and he's having big games. That's going to be the key um, because the, the Bengals, like we saw against the Chiefs, they're pretty good at stopping the, the, small play they don't let them get a lot of short stuff but if you go in and get the deep play there I think that will be the key in OBJ that's really what he excels at Cooper Cup's amazing he can run any kind of route he's such a intelligent he he looks at the game like a quarterback but similar to with Jamal Chase T Higgins I think it's going to be that second and third guy with OBJ and Van Jefferson that I think are going to have a very good game because I just think that they're better than what the Bengals see with their second and third corners yeah, uh, indeed. I, I think that um, I honestly feel kind of confident on the outside, um, at least from the Bengals perspective, heading into this game. Um, I like I like where they're at with the Chidobia Wuzier matchup. Um, whoever he guards, I, I like who he's I like. I like that matchup. I think he's better than OBJ. Um, and and on the other side, Eli Apple. He struggled at the beginning of the year, but he's really coming on strong recently. I like him against Van Jefferson. I think they'll be okay, especially with safety help. The biggest reason for concern for me is Cooper Cup out of the slot because Mike Hilton, love him to death. He came over from Pittsburgh. He's been an incredible addition for the Bengals. He tackles so well. His run support has been immaculate. He's been one of the best slot corners in the game. Um, and I know, I know, Caleb, you remember him for, uh, for getting that interception in the red zone against Tennessee earlier in the playoffs, but outside of that interception is, is coverage has been pretty lacking this year. That is the one area where he kind of struggles is against strong route runners. I mean, Hunter Renfro working out of the slot against the Bengals made a lot of damage, both in the playoffs um, and in the regular season. Same with Darren Waller. I mean, unfortunately, um, as much as I love Hilton and run sport, he's just, 
he's sometimes against really, really good receivers can be a tad of a liability to trot out there. Um, so that why that's why I think the Bengals are going to need you no know, help over with linebackers and and safeties and all that on Cup. But that's the biggest reason for concern for me because I think Cup has the significant advantage over Hilton on coverage in the slot. Don't get me wrong, I love Mike Hilton, but I just think his struggles with with coverage are going to be exposed a little bit in this game because Bengals can't sit back in zone. That's not really something they like to do. They like to kind of challenge you and play man because they like the back end of their defense, and I think that's fair. Um, especially Hilton has done a great job. Um, on, on intermediate and, uh, and short throws, but I'm just worried about cup breaking up the scene. Uh, that's my biggest concern. I, I just, I, I'm having nightmares of, of Cooper cup having like 150 yards on just seams and corner routes. And it's, it's because he's just cooking Mike Hilton constantly in the slot because Hilton's pretty athletic and he can keep up with the fast ones. Like he did a good job against Tyreek, but when it comes to really just crisp route running, he struggles. Um, he struggled with Jarvis Landry struggled with, uh, with Cooper, uh, with Hunter Renfro earlier in the year. So I, I'm, I'm a little concerned about that from a Bengals perspective, but I think the advantage goes to the Rams in this capacity only because of the slot matchup. But if I'm the Bengals, I'm feeling pretty confident on my outside guys because I think Shadobi Awuzie is a, a great corner. Um, I think he's one of the most underrated corners in the league. Eli Apple has come on very strong, and they should be okay with Van Jefferson and Odell Beckham Jr. It's just about that Cup-Hilton matchup um, that I have some concerns. All right. Uh, now we go to the running game, Bengals, running backs, uh, Rams linebackers, uh, Caleb. I, I mean, the Bengals ran the ball really well in the middle of the season and people started to think, okay, maybe the way they make the playoffs is off the back of Joe Mixon, but in the playoffs, they have not run it well in either of the games. Um, people are getting upset. They're taking the ball out of Burrow's hands. I'm not that upset. Uh, I don't really like the, I don't like first down runs, but I also don't like second and long runs. So, um, it, it's, it's a weird predicament, but um, I think the Bengals are going to come out running it early um, and then they'll give the ball to Burrow more as the game progresses. So do you think this Bengals running game is a force to be reckoned with? Do you think it could be a reason they win or is it more of a back burner thing with how good their past game has been? Yeah, I think you really hit on it, how it's kind of slowed down. And we know just with the issues that the Bengals offensive line is going to have protecting Burrow. I think I don't know if the Bengals are going to want to do it because that's my concern. Because like you said, they haven't really wanted to take the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands a lot. But I think if the Bengals are going to want to win this game, I think we're going to have to see a Joe Mixon game. Yeah, I think yeah. that that is going to be something because the Bengals have the better run game. Let's get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have a little more depth at running back the Rams do, but they don't have anybody close to Joe Mixon. I mean, he is, he can be, he can catch it as well. So he's kind of a dual threat running back, but overall, I think, like I said, that's going to be the key. If Joe Mixon can get cooking the way he was, you know, going in the middle of the season, like you said, that could be the difference and that could propel the Bengals to an upset win because I just, like we already talked about, don't really trust the offensive line to protect Burrow. I don't think they're going to be able to give him much time. So I think they're going to look to hand it off a lot. At least I think that's what they should do. And I think if Joe Mixon can keep getting those big chunk plays play you know one of his better games I think and and just outrun the Rams running game just and that can be the key of their offense which is probably you know I'm sure that the Rams are worrying about Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T Higgins I'm sure that's what they're mostly focusing on so I think if we could have a big Joe Mixon game he's kind of went under the radar especially in the playoffs I think that is just a massive deal for the Bengals Mm -hmm. yeah I would agree um, I think that's this is going to be huge is how well Mixon can perform because 
Um, when he's on, he's really on. And I think the Bengals can learn a lesson from last year, um, especially um, with how the Chiefs just, I think from, even from Rip, they got down seven, nothing against the Bucs. And they're just like, it's in Mahomes' hands. It's like three, three times. And I think that's fair. Um, you want to give it to your superstar quarterback, but also that just got him killed because they just did not have the O-line to protect him. So one of the ways you protect your quarterback is by having a strong run game. Um, and I think the Bengals have tried to establish the run early. Um, and I think they're going to have to. Um, Stanley Morgan should be back. And I think you could look for a lot of tosses right and left once he's on the field. That's uh, that's going to be my guy who watches the Bengals for you know, 17 games in a season tip for all of you people out there who've never seen the Bengals play before. When you see 17 on the field, it's a toss in whatever direction he's in because he's their best blocking receiver by a mile. And they don't even try to disguise it because he's so good at blocking that when you see him on the field, it's a, it's an immediate toss. I even, I call it out loud. I, I impressed my whole family. I'm like, well, Stanley Morgan's on the field guys. You know what that one means? It's going to be a toss. And it always is. It always is. Um, so I think that's something you can look for on your television screens, but also uh, it's going to be one of the biggest keys for success. I think the Bengals, because if they can have a strong running game, it doesn't have to be up the gut. It can be to the perimeter. Cause I mean, Von Miller and Leonard Floyd are both good edge rushers, but in terms of the run stopping department, I think they leave, the, they leave a little to be desired. Um, so it's going to be important that the Bengals get Joe Mixon going at least in the first half. Uh, so in the second half, they can put it in Burrow's hands more, but my biggest thing is they're going to have to learn lessons from last year because the chiefs didn't do that. Uh, the Chiefs panicked and just tried to just drop Mahomes 50 times and it just didn't work. They, they needed to, they just needed to ground and pound the ball. Um, and they didn't do that. And that's one of the reasons they, uh, they lost. So I think this is going to be huge for the Bengals is, is just getting the run game going early. Um, but I think on the Rams side, they run by committee, similar to a lot of the other teams in their division. I think when you think about it, um, and, uh, and, and they've kind of come on strong in this last second half of the season. I mean, especially with Cam Akers back, he's been fumbling, but He's still pretty good. Caleb, do you think this Rams run game can break out or is it going to be all about Stafford? Yep, this is going to be another key for the Rams. And like I said, I trust the Bengals run game more because we've seen it's just kind of been lackluster outside of the Cardinals playoff game. In the Cardinals playoff game, they got a lot of production, especially from Cam Akers. And that was really a huge deal for them to kind of just, you know, when they got that early lead, just go to the run game so and just, you know, that's huge when you, when you have that early lead. But besides that game, it's been pretty not great. And I think that, I mean, I don't think that that's going to change. I think the Bengals' defense has been pretty good against the run. We saw Derrick Henry against um, when they played. I mean, yeah, it was his first game back from an injury, but still just was not to the level I think anybody was expecting him to play at. And then again, the Chiefs, granted, they never have a great run game, but they couldn't really get much going. So I think – that that's like I said, that's going to be the difference here. I believe that the Bengals defense is going to do a pretty good job of stopping that run because we've seen Cam Akers, besides that Cardinals game, it's been rough. Like you said, against the Buccaneers, his fumbling really almost blew that game for them. So if they could get a fumble, that would be huge. But I, this is one of my favorite matchups in terms of favoring the Bengals because I think that mm -hmm. they will do a good job of stopping this inconsistent Rams run. Yeah. Um, I think this is, this is what the Bengals do on defense really well. It's stop the run. I mean, this is the best part of their defensive, mm -hmm. um, their defensive game plan is, is what they signed DJ reader to do. And it's just, just swallow up dudes. I mean, you can't go up the middle against this Bengals team. They have two of the best uh, run stopping D tackles in football. Um, and I think two of the most underrated run stopping D tackles in football, considering the price. And, uh, and it's what they do uh, kind of 
the best amongst all their position groups on the defensive end. So I think this is, like you mentioned, one of the best matchups in terms of favoring the Bengals in this whole game. Um, so I think they should feel good about that. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think the Rams are going to win this game. If they're going to win it on offense, which I think they're going to have to do, it's going to be on the back of Stafford. I don't, I'm not too concerned about the Rams run game, just taking over for stretches because I, I feel confident uh, in the Bengals uh, ability to stop that run uh, for the Rams. So we'll have to see what Cam Akers can do. I mean, I'm not really sure if he's going to fix that fumbling problem. I mean, coming back from Achilles is crazy. Like that's just, it's wild. Yeah, that's he did that. So insane. good for him, but maybe he's like scared of getting hit. And that's why he's fumbling. I'm not really sure, but uh, it's, yeah, I think the Bengals linebackers and, and DTs are going to have a field day against his Rams running game. I think whatever prop bet out there that it's the over under Rams running yards, I don't care how low it is. Take the under um, because I don't think the Rams are going to run the ball uh, much. Uh, they're going to try to run it a lot, but I don't think they're going to find much success. So I think this is a big, big matchup for the Bengals. Uh, but now we get to uh, to the second to last matchup, and in my opinion, the second most important matchup um, behind the obvious one uh, that we'll finish with. But we're going to go quarterback here. You know, a little bit of an, a little bit of shocker. I don't think quarterback is the most important matchup this game. But uh, Burrow versus Stafford. You don't got to go quarterback versus defense. Literally just Burrow versus Stafford. These two guys have dueled all year. I think at the beginning of the season, a lot of people had Matthew Stafford higher than Joe Burrow. Now I'm not so sure. Um, so Caleb, what do you think about these two guys? Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be the thing that everybody talks about. This is quarterback is the position, not just in football, but really in sports. So I think that this is always where the magic happens. And I think it's interesting that a lot of people are saying, "Yeah, Joe Burrow's good, but Matthew Stafford just has way more experience." Well, you know, this is both the Super Bowl. They had the same amount of playoff wins. Um, they both had no playoff wins before the season. So I don't think that experience gap is as big as people are saying because they've both never been here before. And Joe Burr, I mean, he's been in a – it's a little bit different. But, I mean, I think a college national championship game is pretty big deal. Yeah, especially um, so one I, in, in New Orleans as the yeah. LSU guy, especially yes. one like that. So I think that um, – I, I think that that is going to be a – kind of just overrated i think that's not as big of a deal as people are making it out to be so i like joe burrow here in this matchup i think matthew stafford like i said don't think he's gonna have like a Tannehill three pick game i think don't think the Bengals can uh, rely on hoping that happens but it's pretty likely i think he'll have one one interception he always seems to make one play that is very questionable that's just kind of the nature and we see that a lot with guys that have arm talent like him so I think Joe Burrow, I think that's going to be the key. If he can not throw any turnovers, maybe have one interception, I think that that would be key because I do think he's going to outplay Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow. I think there's just something about him, man, that he is just good in these big games. A lot of credit to Matthew Stafford. He's had a great playoffs. He's played a lot better in these playoffs than I thought he would because he was really starting to struggle there at the end of the regular season. So a lot of credit to him for turning it around for these big games. But I think Joe Burrow, there's just something about him that's it's something that we don't see in very many, many quarterbacks. I think really just the things that he has, the way he seems to perform in big games is really second to only Tom Brady. I really think that it's quite the thing. So I think Joe Burrow in the biggest spots, I think he's going to have a really good game tomorrow. Yeah, um, I would agree. I'm taking Burrow in this matchup. And, and it is weird. I, I think as a Bengals fan, um, somebody who's been a Bengals fan for a while, I'm. it's kind of crazy to say this, but 
it is a, it feels a little it's a little weird to see like everybody just loving on Joe Burrow so much, especially in the national media. To be honest, yeah. I'm kind of sick of it a little bit. I'm just kind of like, oh my god, talk about the Rams already. Like it's just it's honestly, I'm getting a little tired of it. And I, I love Joe Burrow, but I think what they say is is true for the most part. I think he is just such a winner. It's crazy. People just slap that name tag on anybody um, coming out of college with, I think, mediocre arm talent and a good team around him. Um, but Burrow is different um, because he's he has, he's never lost a big game in his life outside of college. Sorry, not college, high school. He lost the high school state championship. That's the last time he lost a playoff game in either high school, college, or the pros. Um, and I don't think it's too crazy to say that he's played in more big games in his career than Matthew Stafford. Is yeah. that crazy? I don't no, think that's not. crazy at all. I mean, Stafford has just had this one playoff run. He's played in a couple of playoff games outside of that. But Burrow played in a college football playoff setting. Um, he's played in some huge games. Uh, also in college, like you know, Peach Bowl, his first year at, at LSU. And then, of course, the championship run in the second year, including like, you know, away at Alabama. And then he, he went at Texas and he found the win. Um, so I think he's just, he's just got this, this gene, this gene that you just can't really teach. And it's just mm-hmm. keeping a cool head in these big games. I think he's the new cool Joe, which is pretty ironic because the original cool Joe is the one who decimated the Bengals twice, um, in past Super rules. But yeah, I, I really like Joe Burrow in this matchup, not to discredit Stafford at all and not to overrate Burrow. Um, but I just really think he's the better QB at this point. And it's going to be interesting to see going into next year where he ranks on a lot of people's lists. Cause before the year he was top 15 for me. And I felt that felt again, a little bit biasedy. Um, but people called me crazy for taking him over Baker, which I think is, I remember that. That was a, sh- fun. a shocking, just shocking that people called people, people called me and, and, and you crazy for taking Burrow over Baker. Um, but, but now it's, it's not even close. I mean, I think Burrow's top seven, um, yeah. And and we'll see how high he can climb if he wins this game. So I think Joe Burrow is the key advantage here in the quarterback room. But this position decides games. And the Bengals have surprisingly one of the best in the league, the kicker, the kicker room, Caleb. I mean, Matt Gay versus Evan McPherson. Uh, I, I'm not sure how much kicker research did before this podcast. I didn't tell you we were going to talk about the kickers. But uh, McPherson's kicked a lot of couple game winners this year. He missed a few. He missed two in the same game against Green Bay. But outside of that, he's been... Uh, lights out in the last minute. Um, so who do you think uh, is going to come out uh, swinging their leg and have the advantage here, Caleb? Yeah, this is something, like you said, after since that weird Packers game that was just, you know, that was, I think people are kind of forgetting about that. That's still one of the craziest games of the year. I yeah. think that's going to yeah. go down as one of the best. But um, besides that, he's been great. He kicked the game winning field goal against the Chiefs. Granted, it was a chip shop. He kicked a, Long one against the Titans that broke my heart, but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. I think that um, he's, he just seems to have like that kicker, you know. He's really, I think, the next – I don't want to say he's as good as Justin Tucker because he's not yet, but he's already established himself as one of the best kickers in the league. I really think he has. And I think we kind of see that kickers don't get drafted, especially not in the fifth round very often, so – that just showed you how good of a kicker he was in college. The fact that he got drafted in the fifth round, I would draft kickers pretty early in the draft. I mean, we see how many games come down to the kicker. I would, I would have no problem picking a kicker in like the fourth round, or maybe even if it's an amazing kicking prospect, the third round, I think that Mm -hmm. they just decide so many games. I think it's one of the most, if not the most underrated positions in sports. So I just, I mean, I really trust McPherson. I think that we've seen his clutch gene. 
they kind of rubs that energy off that all these Bengals players have at this point. It feels like they're just kind of like just the confident we got this. And he really seems to embody that. Um, so I, I feel like he's the better kicker here. I would not be shocked if he kicks a game winning field goal. I think that he is just built for these kind of moments. I, and I absolutely do not feel, I don't worry about him being one of the kickers that could choke and, and start missing field goals in big spots. I feel confident in him and I think the Bengals should. Yep. Uh, I feel confident in him too. I think the Bengals have a clear kicking advantage here, but yeah, like you mentioned, I think drafting kickers might turn um, because the Bengals, there's an interesting article I read in the athletic about how like the decisions the Bengals made, you know, like receiver over O line investing in defensive free agency, not really drafting much defense. And then of course, drafting a kicker in the fifth round, we're all kind of, different and nobody had really anticipated them being made in the past and they would have been scorned upon but the Bengals team made the Super Bowl uh, off the back of Jamar Chase and Aaron McPherson so obviously their decisions paid out um, but I just think people since the Roberto Aguayo thing since the Bucks took a kicker in the second round who turned out to be terrible in the NFL I just think people have just been terrified they've just been so yeah. scared they don't want to repeat that because you really never know um, so I think we're, we'll have to see coming draft season uh, how many kickers really get picked. I, I think pro football focus should put kickers in their mock drafts. I think that'd make it way more fun, but, uh, but yeah, I think this should be a very interesting setup because McPherson has just been great all year, um, especially in game winning situations. So I think there is a legitimate chance he kicks another one. Can you imagine that the Bengals divisional, the Bengals championship and the Bengals super bowl are all decided by last minute like yeah. at the gun kicks. That would just be incredible. Some, some legendary stuff from McPherson. He could never make a kick again in his life. And as, and if he, but if he makes it uh, to win the super bowl, I mean, he's, he's never having to buy a beer anywhere in Ohio, even in Cleveland ever again. Um, so yeah, I think the Bengals have the square advantage there. So we, we've broken all this down, Caleb. We've talked about advantages, disadvantages, D line, O line safeties, corners, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, there's so many pieces. Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford. Now it's money time. You pick the Rams to make the Super Bowl a lot earlier in the year. You pick them to win it a couple times. Are you still buying that? Or do you think the upstart Bengals have a chance? What is your Super Bowl pick now? And I would like numbers too. I would like a score prediction and the winner. Yeah, I mean, before the season, it was Chiefs versus uh, Rams. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was really close. I was really close. I thought I was going to have it there during halftime of that Chiefs game. But, yeah, I think this is going to be a really close game. And I looked about it. I thought about it a lot. I mean, like I was like, I can't go into this podcast not 100% sure who I'm going to pick. But, okay, let's make this clear. The Rams have the more well-rounded roster. They have advantages. Their strengths pair up well with the Bengals' weaknesses. But, there's something about Joe Burrow, man. There's just mm-hmm. something about him, and I don't know. This is just, man, this is really, really tough. I think that this, I, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Rams here. I think mm. that it's just not quite their time yet. I think the Bengals are so much ahead of schedule, and I've heard a lot of people talking. I was, you know, watching some sports shows uh, this week that it's like there's odds out there for the Bengals to miss the playoffs that a lot of people are really liking. Um, they just feel like this was kind of a fluke, kind yeah. of like how Dan Marino never got back. But yeah. I do think that they're going to – I think they're going to win a Super Bowl at some point, maybe multiple. But I just – I trust that this Bengals team will get back there. But they were just so much ahead of schedule. 
and the swims that defensive line on that offensive line is just really hard to ignore as much as everybody's talked about it and so much, but I think it is hard to ignore. So I think it's going to be really close, but I just don't think it's quite the Bengals time yet. Rams did so much. They were so aggressive. All they wanted was just one Super Bowl out of the trading. I mean, they got rid of all their draft picks for this moment, and I think it's going to pay off. So I think it's just not quite the Bengals time yet, but I think it's going to be close. I'm going to go the Rams. I think it's actually going to be lower scoring than people think. I'm going to go with the Rams 24 to 20. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah. I don't even, man, I, I gotta, I gotta take a deep breath here because I need to acknowledge the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. I mean, just so, so ahead of schedule, just incredible how yeah. ahead of schedule this team is. Um, and I think, uh, what you're saying about, you know, this might be a fluke. I think that has possibility. But I do think this Bengals team is, is very well built. It's very well rounded. It has a lot of guys locked up long term. The biggest thing to me is that I, I think the Bengals guys might need to realize that this is probably going to be their best opportunity to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. In a while. Because Lamar Lamar is going to get healthy. The Bills and the Chiefs aren't going to play each other every year. That's not how it works. I mean, the Titans, who knows? They can make a QB move. I'm not really sure. But even with Derrick Henry, I think they're going to win their division pretty consistently. And then Herbert's finally going to make the playoffs next year, probably. It's just going to be – it's going to be just – ah, man. Yeah. I'm it's sure we'll be, talk about this, but, like – Yeah. So, really I mean, tough. all the – all pretty much besides Kyler Murray, all the good young quarterbacks are in the AFC. I mean, yeah. it is going to be yeah. – such a brutal fight every year in the playoffs in the AFC. And can you imagine if the Browns trade for Russell Wilson or the Broncos trade for Aaron Rodgers? Like, yeah, no, I, that's yeah, yeah. It's just it's tough. So I think they might realize that they might acknowledge that, like, hey, they have just a golden opportunity here to just go out and steal one. Yeah. It's house money, like at Marauders. Marauders is a good word to think of because they're they're coming in here, um, and and they're just. They're just trying to steal a Lombardi trophy, like out of the from under the nose of this Rams team that ESPN FBI gives a 66% chance to win. Um, this the over-under is is set at 48 and a half. I'm hammering the under. I'm hammering the under. I love both these teams. I think both uh their offenses are mm-hmm. really, really potent and they're really dangerous. But there's I feel like every single game like this always ends in the under. It just always does. Mm-hmm. Everybody's always like, oh, I gotta hit the over. But I just hitting the picking the over in a super roll just feels weird. Um so I think this is going to be really a fantastic game. I think it's going to be really close, but I have to go with the Bengals. Surely I have not come so far just to not pick the Bengals. Well, of course. I mean, we all knew I was going to pick them, but I'm going to pick them. Uh, they're four point underdogs. And I, the question is, is it going to be, is it going to be like a field goal? Is it going to be a touchdown? I'm not really sure. I think it's going to be, it, it's, it's going to be weird. Um, because I think both teams end in the 20s. That's a confirmed. And with the over-under where it's at, this is a really, really weird score. A really, really weird score. But I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go 26 to 20 Bengals. I think there's gonna be a lot of field goals in this game. A lot of field goals. Because the Bengals red zone offense has been struggling. It usually relies on Joe Mixon to get going. And um Aaron Donald's probably gonna swallow him up if he tries to run in between the guards. So I- I'm gonna do 26-20 Bengals. I think Evan McPherson might even get MVP at this point. Cause that would result in four Evan McPherson field goals. If I just did my math, right. Uh, yep. Two to get to 20 and then two to get it to, to 14 and then two touchdowns. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I just, I think the Bengals win. I think they win at 26, 20. It's, it's an incredible opportunity for them. Great opportunity for this young team. I think it's going to break my heart. If the Bengals win to see, uh, to see Andrew Whitworth walking off that field, man, he'll probably be crying. Just, he's just sacrificed so much. He's the Walt Payton man of the year for a reason. Um, and he's such a great guy. And he, he just, he left Cincinnati and he, he could have a ringer right now. I mean, it's, it's so tough to me to see all these Bengals guys. I, I grew up just, 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 I mean, I just grew up like, I mean, I'm still growing up obviously, but even when I was younger than I am now, you know, watching Andrew Whitworth, watching, you know, Andy Dalton, even though I didn't really like him that much, I still respect what he did for the city, AJ Green, Marvin Jones, even Marvin Lewis, all those guys deserve a Super Bowl ring if the Bengals win one. I mean, they should just mail it to him. That would be pretty, uh, that would be pretty savage though. If you email a Super Bowl ring or you mail a Super Bowl ring to Whitworth after you beat him. But yeah, it's just, it's tough to see AJ Green leave and then the Bengals make that magical run the next year. But I'm picking Cincinnati 26 to 20. Take the under, ladies and gentlemen, because it's not going to be a very high scoring game, but this game should be great. It should be close. It should be entertaining. These two teams aren't evenly matched on paper, but come on. We all know Joe Burrow isn't going to shy away from these big games. I think Joe Mixon's going to have a great game. My uh, my hot take MVP prediction is not Evan McPherson. It's actually Tyler Boyd. I think Tyler Boyd has like 200 yards. I'm not kidding. I think he's just such due for a huge game. I think he probably catches a touchdown and has north of like 175. I'd probably say he gets 200 just because he just, he's going to expose. He's going to expose so many matchups in that slot that I think he's going to have a huge game. So yeah, Bengals winning by six and capturing the Lombardi trophy for the first time in franchise history. I can't believe I just said that. I mean, I'm manifesting the crap out of this. We're what? 27 hours away from kickoff it's just it's crazy it's 333 right now uh eastern time so man what a season this has been Caleb. i think we can both acknowledge that it's been an incredible year in the nfl so before we sign off the super bowl preview episode are there any last things you want to say to the people caleb yeah this should be a great game i'm already regretting a little bit going against joe burrow that's kind of burned me a lot this year Mm -hmm. um but you know i think it should be like i said a really good game but yeah, it's been a crazy season. Um, a lot of good, a heartbreak for me. Like the, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But overall, I mean, we saw the, the NFL awards the other night. Congratulations, all the winners. Told you Mike Vrabel is going to win Coach of the Year. Let's yeah. go, baby. <laughs> no, okay. The thing is, though, that's just the thing with, with the NFL awards is it's really hard for both the coach and the quarterback to get a lot of credit. It's always yeah, I know, like, but like Zach Taylor literally beat him. I mean, they should just if they should just give out the awards before the postseason. If they're gonna always I know be like, oh, should. it's such a regular season award. Doing it after the postseason is so dumb because it changes everybody's yeah. opinions. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, it's been crazy. I mean, I don't think even you and your wildest dreams thought the Bengals would be oh, huge. Hell no. I was like, hey, they might even make the divisional round. Woohoo. <laughs> I was nah, crazy. I called you crazy when you said they were going to make the playoffs. Yeah. So, whatever. I thought the Jets would, you know, might be better, but that's besides the point. Um, I think that overall, yeah, it's a crazy season. We're going to, ooh, but I'm excited. Mock draft season's coming up. Yes, so. sir. And yeah, we can be sad the season's ending, but Montreal season's hype too. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Don't worry. Now, next week, next week we will talk. Next week we will discuss the quarterback prospects, the children, even though they're older than us. But uh, but yeah, that's gonna conclude the all nine yards episode <laughs> previewing the Super Bowl. There's a high chance I'm I'm crying tears of either sadness or joy um, uh, tomorrow night. So we'll see. But thanks everybody for listening. 
Uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. It should be a great one, and we'll talk to you after the game. Good night or good afternoon. Goodbye.